What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Truly do appreciate you. Could not do it without you. Hey, have uh, you guys signed up for the Odyssey app? A-U-D-A-C-Y. You guys can find us there uh, and all of your podcasts. If you miss any of the show, want to catch up to it, man, did you hear that interview on Offsides? It'll be all right there for you. Also there for you on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts. You can get to us all. We'll be right there for you. All right. Uh, here's how you can take, take part in the show. You can uh, hit us on the Renewal by Anderson, hit us on the Renewal by Anderson text line, uh, uh, phone line, fan phone at 844-326-3663 is where you guys can get to us. All right, so that is fantastic. We look forward to uh, to hearing from you there and so much more, and we thank you so much for all you do for us. It is time for us to get to that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. Okay, at number five. Texans and Ravens coming up this Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And C.J. Stroud, a popular refrain is that the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Texans are all playing with house money. What does C.J. Stroud have to say about that? That's not my thought process or our teams. You know, we're just doing our job we don't really pay attention to what people say it's not uh, up to them on what goes on on the field so um, it's really just up to us to go out there and do our jobs Um, and we 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 believe in ourselves and we we trust in ourselves to to win games and and hopefully win this game you know we we have complete confidence in ourselves so um, we're not really worried about what everybody else got to say you know like I think that's not a healthy place to be is to say we're playing with house money you know like dude You've got your shot. Is that an excuse not to be playing your best? Not to perform your best? You know, guys, like when I got my first shot ever to do a national show, you think I said I'm playing with house money? Oh, well, I never thought I would have gotten this far to begin with. I'm playing with house money. Give me a break. You never know when you're going to be back. You know, like when Patrick Mahomes won his first Super Bowl, somebody said an over-under of the total number of Super Bowls that Patrick Mahomes would win the rest of his career. You know what it was? After he had one, they said 1.5 is the over-under. Seemed like the easiest over-bet in your life, right? Okay, he wins two. I've got one. He's already won one in year two or year three. Well, all these years later, now he's 28, he's got one more. He still needs one more for you to win that bet. Nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed, even when you're the best damn player in the NFL. So, no, they're not playing with house money. Tampa Bay isn't playing with house money. You are here. 
there's no guarantee you're going to get back here. So make the most of it, will you? Next up. Four. All right, we're going to bring this back to you uh, in uh, in the, later this hour. Diesel and I feel like tipping has gotten way out of hand. Tip for this, tip for that, everywhere you go, tip, tip, tip. And it's getting kind of redonkulous, the kids would say, right? Getting kind of insane. So uh, we, we'd like to ask you, and we'd like you to think about it, and we'll revisit it at 540. Um, what were you asked to tip on? And the fact that you were requested a tip really stains your hands. We have a texter that was asked to tip in a fast food joint today. Okay? At 540, I'll reveal to you the one tipping request that absolutely drives me batty, man. 5.40 p.m. this afternoon. Next up. Three. At number three, what is the most likely upset? What is the most likely upset today, uh, this weekend in the NFL? Now, you can't pick Buffalo and Kansas City because that's a three-point spread. That's anybody's game. Those are two really, really good teams. Okay, that one we're taking off the board for you. Buffalo being a three-point favorite means that on the road, uh, on a neutral field, that would be even-steven. Okay, pick them game. That's what that's what they're telling you. So, um, what do you think? Bucks, Lions, Packers, 49ers, Texans, Ravens. The Bucks, Packers, or Texans, which one of those teams have the best chance of pulling the upset? Not a single soul has ridden with me on my take on this yet. And frankly, my feelings are a little bit hurt by that. Um, I think the Lions, keep in mind, the Lions have already beaten the Bucks 20 to 6 this year. Okay, Mark Ryan, you just told us yesterday that um, 45 of the 83 times these teams have played a rematch, the same team won again. That means that the same team isn't likely to go 2-0 against you. Happens over and over again, right? So um, that's interesting. It's hard to go 2-0 against the same team. Um, Texans-Ravens. The Ravens look to be the best team in the NFL. Certainly they're not going to lose to a team that just barely snuck into the postseason, right? Green Bay, San Francisco. Jordan Love is on a heater right now, man. He is on a heater. 18 touchdowns, one pick, the last eight games before the playoffs. Um, That, to me, is the one that would be most likely among those three. When you consider, like, who really played over their skis above their level in the first round of the playoffs. Houston got Cleveland to do what Cleveland's done all year long, turn the ball over, okay? Tampa Bay exposed Philadelphia for what Philadelphia has been the last five, six weeks of the season. A team that quit on their head coach. But the Packers, the Packers, man, went to Dallas. Only team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, top five in total offense, top five in total defense, and they found a way to get the dub. So when I say to you guys, which team has the best chance of pulling an upset this weekend, I'm going Green Bay. And I feel very, very good about that fact. I mean, if I'm doing an underdog value bet, that's my play. That's what I'm going with. What say you? Green Bay for me, your answer is next up. 
At number two, thought this was interesting. Marlon Humphrey, former Alabama Crimson Tide, current All-Pro cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, went on Twitter and said, man, I would have been in that portal so fast after I heard Saban is retiring. Would have been in that portal so, so fast. And Carter Bryant, who has hosted some on this station, said this is still so wild a former player would say this, especially one from Alabama who had a father play for Roll Tide Roll. He's like, Saban's out, I'm out. It's that simple. Our very own Rob Brown then uh, responded to Carter, and he said an uncomfortable truth people don't like to hear. Players don't play for schools. They play for coaches for culture and for compensation. They don't love the schools like you do. They love the school for what the school can give to them. They're players, not fans. Is Rob Brown correct? To a degree, yes. But I think the difference between the way I feel and the way Marlon Humphrey or Rob Brown feels is, while that might be true, it's slowly killing the sports. Okay, and it's hurting the sport and it's damaging the sport and it's harmful to the sports. And I think if you can't admit that you are in a state of denial right now, you can't just look at television ratings and say this snapshot, Alabama, Michigan, the sport of of college football is healthy. A television rating is a snapshot. It's like a blood pressure reading. It's like a picture. A still picture can show you a lot of things that might not show you the cracks in the foundation. Of course we're going to watch Alabama-Michigan. Two huge brands in the playoff. You guys have told us all year long, you guys being the media, that the only thing that matters is the playoff. So, yeah, like eight hours of the college football season on New Year's Eve, the college football playoff, is what matters, right? You guys have told us that. So we're going to watch that. doesn't mean there's not problems beneath the surface. There are real problems beneath the surface. I'm telling you, I better never hear the phrase student athlete ever again. You know how folks selectively use that when it benefits them? Then then these guys are, hey, you are really infringing upon their rights. I mean, there's no better place to be than a college athlete, okay? When the college athlete does something wrong, it's, hey, they're kids, okay? Um, When the college athlete is in, in line to make millions, it's make the smart business decision. What, what a life to be. You can do no wrong. Whatever you do, you're doing right. You know, I, I think the fact that the perception is the players don't love your school and that it's a business decision for everybody is very, very harmful to the game. You know, like it used to be a shared experience. You'd go to a college. I went to Florida. The players and the students were all in it together. We're all struggling. We all know of the best burrito place where you can get a burrito for six bucks. Five-star pizza was in Gainesville, Florida. You could get a large cheese for 508. You'd give them a $6 with a tip, 92 cent tip, okay? Like we all knew of those places because we were all struggling. That you were all pulling together, same side of the rope. You're all in it together. Now it feels like your students they're mercenaries, they're employees, and frankly, they don't give a damn. And that is very harmful to the sports, in my opinion. And finally, one. 
So then the final question becomes, where does all of that leave Clemson? Here's where it leaves Clemson, in my opinion. There's something very endearing and lovable about what Clemson is trying to do. Essentially, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson football, is giving the middle finger to the new direction of college football. Okay? They're the only Power 5 school with no portal commitments. The only one. <laughs> I mean, I was I, I saw that stat. I couldn't believe it. Diesel, I went through and I looked. You know, they're the only Power 5 school that doesn't have a single commitment from people coming in. At Clemson, the transfer portal is exit only. Okay? Exit only. I mean, hell, even App State is getting Power 5 transfers. We got a, a three-star quarterback from Texas. You got to be pretty good to uh, get a scholarship at Texas, even if you're just a three-star. Uh, there was, a, I think, a center from Florida State. There was a wide receiver from Louisville that came in. So App State's doing better in the portal than Dabo Sweeney is. And you're exactly right. Clemson has lost 10 players to the portal. They've added zero. It is exit only. Portal can't be exit only, they say, for you to be successful. But you know as well as I do, okay? It's easy to root for them because they, they're standing for what's right here. Don Munson, the voice of Clemson, joined us on the show. He said Clemson's not going to bid on players in the transfer portal. They're not going to get into a bidding war. Okay, well, we see the result of that. They get nobody. It might upset you as a Clemson fan to get nobody. You may not like that you're getting nobody, but you got to respect the fact, I think, that they're standing for what's in, what, in their opinion, is right. Okay? Like, they're, they're standing for the college football of old. If you ever wondered who would win in a sport, like the Larry Bird Celtics or Jordan Chicago Bulls, Larry Bird Celtics or Steph Curry's Golden State Warriors, you're getting to see that right now in college football. You're getting to see an old-school team playing with old-school ways and old-school morality in a new-school mercenary-for-hire new era. And I think there's something really lovable and endearing about what Clemson is trying to do. Okay, we're not going to use this. We're not going to do this. We don't think it's right. The principle to us matters more. I think that makes them lovable. What do you think? And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE on the Renewal by Anderson text line is where you can get to us. On the, I'm sorry, the Renewal by Anderson fan phone, 844-326-3663. The text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. We'd love to have you on each one. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Fan Upstate. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. So what do you guys think about that? What do you think? I mean, look, on the one hand, as a Clemson fan, you're frustrated because you're seeing five-star guys like you're seeing Georgia get richer as if Georgia needs to get richer. And you're seeing your team do nothing. You're seeing your team lose to Florida State. 
by way of two transfer portal players, Jordan Travis, Keon Coleman. Sucks to lose to two transfer portal players when your team doesn't use the portal, right? But is it not endearing and a little bit lovable that they're saying they're giving the middle finger to this new era and they're saying, no, 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 bro, we're doing it our way. We're going to continue to do it our way. And if we don't win, we don't win. But this is the right way to do it, so it's what we're going to do. Bidding on players, mercenary for hires, convincing kids to squelch on their commitment, all in the name of a mighty buck, is not what's best for the youth of America. So Clemson's not doing that. They're giving their NIL money to the players on the team already. What do you think? I think it's endearing. What, what can they achieve? What can they do? I don't know. I think probably if this is what they're going to do, their ceiling might be ACC championship, make the expanded college football playoff, probably not win a game. That's me being honest with you. But I do think it's lovable. It's endearing that they're not taking part in this mess. You know, like, you know, the rest of college football, right, is taking the bait. They're chasing the skirt, right? They're having a beer at the party before they should. Clemson is like, no, I'm not. We're going to do things the right way. We're not doing that. Not taking part in that. I value that. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Texter says, then Clemson must be a cult. Dabo got to sell them while in high school and can't convince a Power 5 player to come to Tigertown. Um, signed a Tiger lifer. Okay, well, it's not that he can't convince them. It's that they're not paying for them. There's a difference there. Come on, Dabo, that's pathetic. Not a single Porter player coming in, just going out. GTFO, that's laughable. Okay, we got a Tiger fan who doesn't like it. They're not, they're not, they're not bidding for Portal players, Texter. They're not bidding for that. Sorry. Uh, Mark, the way the Washington Huskies coach left his players hanging is exactly why the transfer portal and NIL was necessary. I'm not saying... There are not amendments that need to happen there, too. I'm not saying that, all right? I'm saying that the, you know, and I'm not saying that a kid should not be able to enter or transfer if he's in a bad situation. I've never said that. But I think you know as well as I do, you know, if you're at Florida International, you have a good year, 100% you're gone. You're going to the highest bidder. But players in good situations are transferring. True. In a what have you done for me or what can you do for me tomorrow? Not a, It's not even a what have you done for me lately. It's what can you do for me tomorrow? You know, you got starting quarterbacks. Uh, Tate Rodemaker from Florida State was set to be the starting quarterback at Florida State next year. And he's out. He's going to Southern Miss, which is kind of an odd one. You would think Tate Rodemaker, uh, his star would be pretty high. But he was going to be the starting quarterback at Florida State. I, I highly doubt Mike Norvell was like, hey, yo, we're going to bring in this next star quarterback and you're not going to play. We got a, we got a big-time transfer coming in. You're not going to play next year. I doubt that happened. Because otherwise, as of right now, they don't have a star quarterback coming in. DJ. DJ's there. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, as you just said, they don't have a star quarterback coming in, <laughs> as you just said, right? I mean, it's— like, If you're Tate Rodemaker and you can't beat out DJ Uyunglele— 
then then you, you don't you you don't want to compete for a job. What would you say, guys? We rank the eight teams remaining in the NFL playoffs, and what do you say we do it next? One through eight, right for you here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Offsides, Mark Ron and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Uh, JD, good call today. Don't worry about a thing, brother. Texter says, new user and just figured out how to contact you guys. Last week, you wanted suggestions for the college football playoff. Mine is six teams. One and two get a bye. All Power 5 conference champs get in with one group of five making it. Three plays six and four plays five. It's, to me, the only way to do it. Twelve is too many, and it will not stop there. The last part of your text, Texter, is 100% on point. It is too many, and it's not going to stop here. Here's my issue with what you did. Do you realize that we have had, not often, but we've had five lost conference champions? Can you imagine how much of a fraud the playoff would be if you had some kind of stunning upset in the conference championship game and a four-loss team was in? Well, okay. The NFL has that a lot, right? The New York Giants won the Super Bowl. They were given an opportunity to knock out 16-0 New England, and they did it. So if you win the conference championship, why not, Diesel? Do you have a problem with that? I mean, like, he, he says 16 playoff all-conference champions. Can you imagine the outcry if you had, like, a three- or four-loss team win their conference, now they're in the playoff? No, I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. I mean, look, can you tell me, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head, right? Can you tell me who won the Super Bowl in 2012? No clue. Oh, maybe Baltimore. Okay, so, so you don't know. But if the winner of that game had been an improbable winner or a big comeback or a huge upset, you would remember it, right? Sure. But you remember it because it was a huge upset and it was improbable. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course. It's memorable. Yeah, it's memorable. And why can't you just let – why can't you just put teams in a blender, let them play it off – and accept that the winner is who the winner is. Like I, I don't, I don't understand most people's reticence. Like if a if a two loss or a three loss team gets in, and they win this thing, they're they're a great underdog story. And I, I know what you want to do. You you want to try to set it up so that the two best teams can give us the best possible game that we could have. Well, we've seen it. A dozen times over in the college football playoff, in the semifinal games, and in the national championship games, you've seen the best four teams blow each other out. Bad football. Should have been good football on paper, but it ended up being bad football because one team just didn't show up. Well, if that's the case, if you can accept the fact that one, two, three, and four can beat the tar out of each other to the point where it's embarrassing to watch. Why can't you accept the fact that number 12 could play number one in a tight game 
and be really damn compelling to watch. I mean, that's 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 true. And in most years, it's going to go scratch, and the good team is going to advance, and it won't matter. You won't think about it anymore because, well, one was supposed to beat 12, or one was supposed to beat eight. So it's just a footnote on the road to a title. Uh, let's see here. Texter says... Uh, Diesel, that argument doesn't make any sense. If a transfer quarterback comes in, they're going to play him. If they don't play him, they'll get the reputation. Not necessarily. They'll get the reputation of bringing in transfer portal players and sitting them during their last year. They'll never get another player again. So it's almost like they have to play the guy. Who said last year? You said last year. I didn't say last year. You're You're changing the rules here. You're changing the parameters here. So... Uh, back to my specific example, App State had a transfer quarterback come in and set the school record for the no- most number of touchdowns in a single season, Joey Aguilar. He transferred in from uh, a, uh, a community college in California, beat out the heir apparent, a guy who had come in as a high school student, uh, had sat behind Clemson's Chase Bryce for a year, maybe two, broke his hand in the first game. Joey Aguilar comes in as a backup, lights it up, sets the school record for touchdowns. And they also just accepted a three-star transfer from Texas at quarterback. So you're telling me that no matter what, no matter how good Joey Aguilar was last year, they should sit him because they brought in a transfer quarterback from Texas? Dexter says Clemson doesn't need any transfer portal student-athletes. They just need to recruit and get generational quarterbacks like Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's all that they need to do. And if they do that, they're going to be in a great place. Uh, they don't be fine if they don't get that generational quarterback. It'll be 9-3 and three from here on out. But this year, Texter, it was worse than 9-3. and three. Okay? Jeff says Dabo doesn't promise playing time, and most transfers are looking to start. Duh. Well, that's, that's also why South Carolina didn't get a stud quarterback in the transfer portal. You know why? Because if they sign one, Lenora Sellers is going to enter the transfer portal. Um, and if they don't guarantee the portal guy they're going to start, then they're not going to come there. So it only opens you up to like guys from like the University of Albany and, and crap like that, right? You should never, ever promise a player that he will be a starter the day he steps on campus. What you should promise a guy is the opportunity to compete for the job. But you're right, Diesel. It's not that you're wrong. It's that play, you don't get the player unless you promise him he's starting. Well, then go somewhere else. We don't right. need you. I mean, that's 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 what's going on. That's what's going on right now uh, at a lot of I, schools. I'm not going to let somebody who's not on my roster hold my team hostage. Like, that is that is absurd to me that you would let somebody who's not on your team hold your team hostage. Diesel, you know who just did that? Who just did that, Diesel? Cam Ward. Cam Ward was the starting quarterback at Washington State. Put his name in the portal from Washington State. Didn't like the offers that he got in the portal. So guess what he did? Declared for the NFL draft. Why did he do that? Because Miami's offer to him wasn't high enough. Then what happened? His name is in the NFL draft. What happened after that? Miami up their offer. What did Cam Ward do? 
going to Miami. Florida Gator fans were laughing at Miami because they had only gotten a University of Albany transfer portal commit, and they're like, Gators are like, that's your answer? We play you guys, that's your answer? And Cam Ward says, I'm going to the NFL. Miami upped their offer. Now Cam Ward is a Miami Hurricane. Held the program hostage. Didn't like the offer. Didn't like the promise. Didn't like the guarantees. Going to the NFL. That's the option. It's, it's Guys, that's where we are now, man. That's where we are. And we're also here where, speaking of Miami, Miami now has a, a tight end, Cam McCormick, granted a ninth year of eligibility. Nine times. What movie is that from? By the way, guys, can one of you guys look this up for me? Diesel said Super Bowl champion 2012. Who was it? I guessed Baltimore Ravens. Didn't look that up. Did I get it right? Will you be impressed if I got it right? Super Bowl champion for the uh, 2012 season. Was it Baltimore? What do you think? How did I do? Well, this was uh, the, the this was uh, the game played February fifth, twenty twelve. So it would have been the twenty eleven season. That, that would have been the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah, the next season would be the twenty twelve. Was season. the Ravens? Yes. All right, I got it. I thought I had that right. Okay, so uh, ninth year of college football. You guys are upset about this. Why do I not have a problem with it? Why am I cool with it? Because this dude had season-ending injury after season-ending injury after season-ending injury. And it's absurd. At some point, Diesel, you got to be able to say, um, is it safe for grown men to be playing against 17- and 18-year-olds? Like, dude, you can't be on this roster. You're 30. Get out of here. But in this case, in this case, this dude had so many season-ending injuries. And there's no rule against it. And it's kind of hilarious. You know, uh, this dude, um, Cam McCormick, said, I feel like my journey can help those to have the experience I did. It's tough, but hopefully there's some inspiration there. And guys who get injured can see my journey and dig deep within and keep pushing toward their goals and their future. The ninth year waiver was approved by the ACC. Remember remember the... Um, the NCAA rejected that receiver at uh, Tez Walker, I think his name was, from North Carolina. They rejected him from playing, and he's in his four years of eligibility. And this dude, uh, gosh, redshirt freshman in 2016, played 13 games as a reserve in 2017, came a string of injuries, broke his leg in 2018. Complications from that cost him 2019 and 2020 a foot injury two weeks into 2021, granted a sixth year of eligibility in 2019, then had another and added in 2020 when the NCAA added the uh, extra year because of COVID. This extra COVID year stuff is coming to an end this year, but nine years of eligibility, nine years. I mean, this dude has had an NFL career. It just happened in college football. <laughs> He's had his full career. How crazy is this? What do you guys make of that? Nine years. Somehow, someway, injuries, waivers, extra COVID year, the dude gets nine years of playing. At some point, you just have to tip your cap to him for beating the system, don't you? You can't tell me that an 18-year-old and a 27-year-old's bodies are the same. You, you can't. <laughs> They're not. They're That's, not. It's crazy. 
Diesel, your mustache is doing kind of a handlebar thing right now. Is that on purpose? Uh, I mean, like I try to kind of brush it, it outwards. It is, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of doing a handlebar. Diesel's nice. got the uh, the Peaky Blinders handlebar mustache look going on right now. I, I didn't do it intentionally. It's just, you know, it's, it's a nervous tick, I guess. <laughs> All right, my friends. Coming up next on the show, uh, the tipping conversation goes full throttle. The areas in which you've been asked to tip that really burn your brownies, that's next. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate. Diesel, hit me with a question you just asked. Uh, given the uh, promo that ran a few minutes ago with Don Munson, which was recorded a few weeks ago, I asked him, you know, would Clemson fans be happy playing Big Ten schools week in and week out, year in and year out, if Clemson eventually ended up in the ACC? So, you know, instead of playing Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Auburn, you're playing Indiana, Iowa, Michigan State. Would Clemson fans be happy with that? Would you be content in that conference? And I asked Don, will Clemson be in the ACC 10 years from now? And he said, no, he doesn't believe that that will happen because he believes that a group of schools will break away and form their own conference under their own governing rules, whether that be uh, 50, 64, 72, which were the numbers that he threw out in that promo there. And I asked the question, Mark, do you believe that we will see current FBS Power Five conference members left out of that group, whatever size it may be, and current group of five schools brought into it? Like everybody talks, oh, how great would it be if we could kick Vanderbilt out of the SEC? How great would it be if we could kick Northwestern out of the Big Ten, for example, or Rutgers out of the Big Ten? Do you believe that there are schools that would be left out and group of five schools that would be brought in? I don't, Diesel. I don't. And I'm not even sure there'd be power five leagues that would be brought in, right? I mean, I how do we know there's not going to be a Big Ten SEC super conference north and south? One will be the AFC. The other will be the NFC. And then we will complete what, for, for some ungodly reason, College football is trying to do, they'll be successfully considered NFL light. You guys have been trying to be the NFL. You've done away with regionality. You want to break off into the power league. And, you know, guys, we're going to look back at this, and I think we're going to, we're going to say, what did we do? But I think one good thing that's going to happen is you're going to laugh 10 years from now, and you're going to say, man, can you believe, can you believe we actually – Nine to five job people working nine to five jobs were responsible for paying to get players, paying to get players. That was their responsibility. If you don't pay, you can't bitch. The same thing they say to people when they vote, right? If you don't vote, you can't bitch. If you didn't pay for your players, you can't complain about the results. Did you ever see the very end of Ted Lasso? Did you ever finish the show? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, when when did that show finish? Like a year ago? Yeah, I Six say months about ago? A year ago? Okay, I think the statute of limitations is over yeah. as far as spoiling the <laughs> ending of that show. Sure. Uh, anybody who didn't see that show, didn't see the ending of that show, and you don't want another tail end, well, now's the time to change the station for a quick moment. Um, but all of the owners, uh, 
they tried to form this super league of soccer, which actually happened in real life. They there was there was the what did they try to call it? This this break off super league of EPL, like a mixture of the best teams of all of European soccer teams. Uh, and they tried to do that essentially at the tail end of Ted Lasso. And then Rebecca, the owner of the team that Ted Lasso coaches for, I can't remember the name of the team, uh, was asked to be, be brought into that club. And she goes into this meeting and she treats all of these billionaire old white men owners like they're little kids. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. And she's saying, the hell is wrong with you? You didn't buy a team because as a little kid, you wanted to be a billionaire and you wanted to own all this stuff. You bought it because you loved soccer and because you loved your local team. And she was able to essentially convince them not to do this by making fun of all of them. And we need somebody like that. We need whoever it may be to play the role of Rebecca, the very trustworthy smoke show blonde owner (laughs) of that team to come in and say, the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? I get a sense, Diesel, that you would listen very intently to what you're saying. Yeah, big fan. Very intently. Guys. Smart lady. Have you noticed, and by the way, can any of you give Diesel or I a hint as to what the Ted Lasso soccer team name was without telling us what it was? I know they were the Greyhounds, right? Were they the Greyhounds? I'm not sure, and I know the colors, and I know that Stone Man has a jersey for this team, and the name is on the tip of my tongue. I don't want you to give us the name of the team. I want you to give us a hint for the name of the team. That'd be great. Um, the the tipping. So we've been talking about tipping today a little bit as well. Okay, not cow tipping. Okay, not not that. All right. Have you ever cow tipped? Yay or nay? Uh, statute of limitations has expired. Don't worry. But uh, to me. Tipping has gotten out of control. Tip for this, tip for that. Half of your paycheck has now gone to tipping. It's not your problem. It's not your responsibility to do all that. What it is is a broken industry where the employer doesn't play the workers enough and they assume you're going to tip and pay their way. It stinks. Really stinks. So anyway, the tipping request that, that absolutely chaps my hide the most all right, the most, is the assembly line place to eat tip, okay? I can see the food being made. I can already tell that my entree is done, okay? I've walked through the line. I told you I want this. I don't want that. I want onions. I don't want corn, okay? I want falafel. I don't want beets. I've been through the whole line, and... At the end, all I have to do is pay, and it says tip, question mark. And this is one of those where when I'm by myself, I never tip. But when Angela's there and the girl's over your shoulder and you're kind of having like a cheap date, you don't want to look like the cheap guy who can't give two or three bucks. But why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You know what I'm talking about, right? The assembly line places to eat. You walk in. You begin on one end of the line. They put together something for you. You go to check out. They're asking you for a tip. For what? For what? What are you doing? Diesel. You should write in the tip line, demand more wage from your employer. That's right. Or go work somewhere else. Yeah. 
Uh, Texter says, I have no problem shamelessly not tipping. Good for you, Texter. Well, there are, there are absolutely places that you should tip, assuming that the service you received is good. If you sit down at a restaurant and you have a waiter, waitress who comes out, takes your order, brings you drinks, comes back multiple times, gets the food to you on time and correctly, you should tip that person. You should absolutely tip that person. That's the service. You're tipping the service. You're paying for the food. You're tipping for the service. We got great tips on the text line, Diesel. Great yeah. ones. Okay. Texter says the opposite of poor is rich. Texter says uh, Coach Carter movie high school. It is Richmond, and it is what? The Richmond what? FC Richmond. AFC. AFC the Richmond. The texter here says NFL conference and a town in Virginia. That was from Clemson Oculus. Oh, that's brilliant, AFC Oculus. Richmond. Great. Oculus, that is brilliant. Oculus, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. I didn't even link the two. That shows you how foggy I am right now. NFL conference in town in Virginia. I'll bet you suck at crossword puzzles. Thanks, Diesel. Thanks for the kind <laughs> words. Uh, no, that, guys. No, that's a very good. That's a very good clue. Clemson yeah. Oculus. Uh, by the way, Oculus, uh, I am here today. The wife and kid are at home sick, and I'm fighting it off. I'm fighting off a little foggy, but I'm but I'm fighting it off, my man. Doing it, doing it, and doing it well. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Up next on my on the show, my friends, we have got the six o'clock hour, which awaits for you. Tip of the day goes to the Clemson Oculus NFL Conference and a town in Virginia, AFC Richmond. Perfect. What a tip. There you go. Speaking about tipping, the best tip. What is your tipping pet peeve, by the way? Do not ask me to tip at an assembly line place of eating. Not going to happen. Will never happen. It's offsides.